previously on the viewers club i mean they bring up the fact of the horses almost instantly right you know what i mean it's yeah. just like it's the first thing they comment on <laughs> welcome to today's episode of the viewers club i will be your moderator osama Mazgori. my name megan my name is lucas and it's tess thank you now before we begin um just a quick word Everything you're about to hear is highly opinionated. None of this is fact. If we do not mention something that you like, please do not come after us. Thank you. Now then, today's topic is going to be decade-defining movies. Awesome. Um, the criteria for picking a decade-defining movie is either uh, a film or a film who, that has impacted you personally or a film that you feel has impacted the film industry. Um, we will be going in decade order starting from the 1940s. Um, each member of our group has two films apiece, two decades, and the order will be me, Tess, me, Megan, Megan, Tess, Lucas, Lucas. <laughs> All right. We begin with the 1940s. So the begins. film that I picked for the 1940s is The Maltese Falcon. Ooh. And the reason why I picked this is because I have seen it once before. And it's a very good memory of mine. I saw it with my grandparents. And it's a very old movie. It's a film noir. And it is essentially the detective film that changed detective films going forward. It's... Let's just give a quick synopsis here. Un momento, por favor. Parlez-vous, The Maltese Falcon is a film noir directed and scripted <laughs> by John um, Huston. Based on the 1930 um, book, novel, whatever. The Maltese Falcon by Dashiell Hammett. It stars Humphrey Bogart as Sam Spade, a private investigator. And the story follows um, Sam Spade as he goes around um, with three unscrupulous adventures, all of which are revolving around a jewel-encrusted falcon statue. Now, this film, ratings alone, people have, you know, rated it highly. But like I said, this film holds a personal attachment to me because it was something I saw with my grandparents a while back. And I've always loved the film noir genre. And this one has shaped it. I mean, you got anything that tries to mimic film noir at this point, there's always some reference to the movie. And mm -hmm. the, I can't re remember much off the top of my head, but the one that I do remember the most clearly is there was actually an episode of the A-Team where it was a parody episode of the Maltese Falcon called The Maltese Cow. Um, it's just a quick little tidbit, like I said. Nice. I think it's, I think it's so interesting yes. how a movie from the 40s, like, like, the 40s had so many huge, uh, movies that came out, and how it influenced the rest of film is so interesting. Some other, like, films that came from the 40s, if I can, uh, input some, that, oh, yeah. Yeah. um, for me, a lot of them, a lot of the films from the 40s, revolved around uh noir you know so like double indemnity was like the big one that i thought was gonna get brought up but you're right like the Maltese falcon is a really really great one as well and then you have films that are like the complete opposite but not really like uh casablanca has a little bit of that film noir in it uh citizen kane again they're like really big on the mysteries in the 40s weren't they <laughs> yeah uh anybody else has any input I actually have yet to see that, so... <laughs> Same. Yeah. Yeah, I have not seen it. It gets brought up in so I, many... Yeah, like... I actually... 
Uh, you were saying, Megan? I, I was saying, like, it gets brought up in so many, like, in comedies a lot. They'll bring it up. Um, in so many, like, movies in general, it gets brought up. And it's it's one of those movies that not a lot of people have seen it, but they have heard of it. So it'll be like, mm. oh, have you yeah, seen sure. The Maltese Falcon? And they'll be like, oh, I've always wondered what that is. It gets brought up all the time. <laughs> right. I actually have a little trivia here about The Maltese Falcon I prepared. Ooh. Um uh. Oh, no. Yeah. So actually, it was. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that enthusiasm. Trivia. Trivia. Tessa. Trivia. We're in the same boat. Okay. No, but just um, it received the highest ratings in the '40s. It was considered one of the best films of the '40s, which, like Megan was saying earlier, was a very competitive time for film. Um, there was a lot going on, and that those ratings, those critic approvals that has actually carried on now because on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, the Maltese Falcon has like a hundred percent approval rating, mm. you know? And so th- I thought that was just an interesting piece of uh, trivia mm-hmm. and it's received um, three film, three award nominations actually for best uh, picture, best supporting actor and best adapted screenplay. Wow. That's so cool. And what's funny is there's actually, there's a story was um, the actor that they got, um, I believe his name was Humphrey Boggart, they um, they wanted a different actor, but he thought this movie wouldn't do well, so he bowed out, and this started a trend, because every time they tried to get that same actor in for another movie, he'd bow out, <laughs> they'd bring in another guy, and the movie would be widely successful. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I got on the Maltese Falcon. Definitely give it a watch. Like I said, it's a film that holds dear to my heart. Nice. And it's something you're going to see mentions of in a lot mm. of different films. Nice. When you said all right, moving on. When you said trivia, <laughs> you go ahead, Lucas. When you said trivia, I didn't know you meant like fun facts about the film. I thought you meant you were gonna test yeah. us on it. Yeah, me too. And so I was really worried. I was <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> time. I was ready for this, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, you will all. Fail. Why would I test anybody? I hate tests. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I was then. under the same impression. And with that, we jump ten years into the future. Ooh. To the 1950s! Yes! Insert Back to the Future sound. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Done. And for the 1950s, the one film that really stood out to me was Singing in the Rain. Have you guys seen it? I have not seen it, but I've seen clips of it. What? Okay, okay. I want to see it. You're you're, going to have to watch it. (laughs) It is a classic. It's it's kind of like, well, I mean, it, it, it is a musical. It's a musical rom-com, um, and it has Gene Kelly, Don- Donald O'Connor, and Debbie Reynolds in it, and it is just like one of those feel-good, fun-loving movies, and yeah, it's timeless. I, I absolutely love it. Um, I'm trying to find exactly what awards it has that's, That's like a, a really uh, good choice for yeah. singing in the rain. I think is a, a really good choice because again, it's one of those movies that I don't think a lot of people have seen, but they know it exists. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And you have like a, you have stiff competition for picking from the fifties again. Like James Stewart was in so many movies in the fifties. Mm. Like, and then Alfred Hitchcock had a whole bunch of movies come out in the fifties. Like yeah. your window North by Northwest. Yes. Rear Window is another really good one. I love that movie. And 
It's so like like Rebel Without simple, a Cause, Some Like It Hot, <laughs> All About Eve. I just have so many movies I picked love up. That one. Vertigo. <laughs> I haven't seen Vertigo yet. Watch too many movies. But yeah. yeah, Hitchcock had some really. It's insane how competitive, like all of these movies are. You know what I mean? But yet, so yeah. many people know these iconic uh, movies exist. Even mm-hmm. Cinderella came out in 1950. Right. Creature Black Lagoon. It's like... And then, of course, you have Meryl Streep, who's... Like, or not Meryl Streep. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. Wait. Marilyn Monroe comes later. <laughs> but let's also agree that uh, Meryl Streep's timeless. But Yes. Um, yes. Marilyn Monroe... She's timeless. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe and James Stewart seem to be huge in the 50s. Mm. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, James Stewart was in almost everything. And then you have Marilyn Monroe, who's also been in almost everything. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But anyways, oh um, with Singing in the Rain, I think one of my favorite, like, aspects of this movie was that, um, well, it's, it's following, like, this filmmaker, um, this actor. And, like, what with each different song, like, he enters, like, a whole different world and they, they have like all, all the, like these theatrical like setups and designs and like all the characters are in that in that like imaginary world and it's really cool. And cool. That's why it like really I don't know. It's one of my favorites <laughs> from that era. It seems to be very much uh, like is it filmed like it was for stage? Um like if it were to be performed? It Yes, yes, it, it kind of goes back and forth, and it also shows, like, the actual studio, like, the film studio. Mm. So it'll show, like, the cameras and, like, the lights and stuff coming in, so it's very different. Nice. <laughs> and then it'll switch to, to, like, more this. like a film. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> pretty cool. So, yeah, that's, that's what I cool. have for the 50s. Nice. And then, you know, Gene Kelly was also... The oh. king. Oh, yes. Anything yeah. that required any dancing. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, these are just movies I need to see. Choice. I feel really bad. Like, I haven't <laughs> seen these. They just are all movies. Oh, you poor baby. You're <laughs> yeah. the baby of the group, too. <laughs> I, need to, I need to see all of them. I'm a, I'm a wee lad. I'm going to watch every movie of all time. If only there was a way to do that. God, there's so many. <laughs> all right, then. As we venture off the 50s and move into the 60s, we now return to me, unfortunately. <laughs> we now have Mary Poppins. <laughs> Mary Poppins is a 1964 oh, American yes. musical fantasy film. Classic. By yes. Robert Stevenson and produced by Walt Disney, with songs written and composed by the Sherman Brothers. Now yes. enough for the reading portion. Um, <laughs> Mary Poppins was originally a book um, written by P.L. Travers, mm-hmm. and that's what the film was based off of. Saving Mr. And Banks, this, yeah. this film had an all-star cast, and oh God, this was the film. Like, I mean, I remember, I, I'm a 90s kid, and I remember watching this as a kid. This was something mm-hmm. that, you this know, yeah. forget all the remakes they tried this to make. Childhood you know. yeah. yeah. Same. It's so timeless. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's, brings back yeah. memories it's of It's so nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. And then you have the all-star cast, you know, Julie Andrews, yeah. Dick Van Dyke. Julie Andrews. Dick Van Dyke, amazing. You know. Love it. 
one of the Horrible worst accent, British accents. Horrible accent, but amazing actor. <laughs> yeah. Chill, chill. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, this movie won five awards. Mm-hmm. It won Best Actress for Julie Andrews, Best Film mm-hmm. Editing, Best Original mm-hmm. Music Score, mm-hmm. Best Visual Effects, and Best Original Song for Chim Chim Cherie. Yes. Just, just all around. They're best, all of them. Yeah, uh, like deserved every award that it got for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. And, and what, you know, in yeah. 2013, recently, um, it was actually um, put into the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. I heard wow. about as culturally, that. Yeah. historically, or aesthetically significant. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an honor very few films get. You know, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention this with the um, Maltese Falcon, but that's the same case. It was also added to the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've talked a little about um, Mary Poppins. I'll give a little bit of the, you know, a little bit of the synopsis for those of you who have not seen it. How dare you? Um, it's set in 1910. George Banks returns home at Cherry Tree Lane to learn his wife, Winifred, that uh, Katie, Nana, has left their service after the children. Uh, Jane and Michael have run away for the fourth time this month. This is not a synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, you know, I'm going to give you my summary. New nanny comes in, magical adventures, Dick Van Dyke, chimney sweep, umbrella. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. My description doesn't really do justice, but... It's, that's it's amazing accurate, that this movie yeah. stands out. <laughs> It's amazing that this movie stands out amongst all of the other movies that came out in the 60s. And I mean, there are a lot of movies that came out in the 60s as well that it competed with. And yet it's one of the only ones I clearly remember from right. the 60s. I mean, you have movies coming up against it like Psycho, 2001, uh, Space mm-hmm. Odyssey, The Graduate, Doctor Strange Love. you know. Mm-hmm. You have, I mean, the list goes on and on. The Sound of Music, Breakfast at Tiffany's, West Side Story, mm-hmm. like... Right. So many, the good, the bad, and the ugly, <laughs> like... Right. Oh it was gosh. just... It had so many movies going against it, and yet it still is such an amazing classic. Mm-hmm. I remember Everybody the music. It. I remember the... <laughs> yeah, it's it's so nostalgic, and it's such a, a beautiful, beautifully made um, movie. And then you have it coming against um, some other movies that like the recreation Mary Poppins uh, Returns, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was... I wouldn't say that that was better than the original. I think the original is still my favorite, but it offered mm-hmm. a lot more to the character mm-hmm. as well. And then getting to see the backstory of it and saving Mr. Banks mm-hmm. was... Oh, yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. That was so... <laughs> and that was so good. And, my heart. And, it, mm-hmm. and I think it just brings more to mm-hmm. the nostalgia uh-huh. Of of the original Mary Poppins, I love that it's the opposite of what she wanted. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the exact opposite of what she wanted, I know. but then it turned out fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, Travers and uh, Walt Disney actually did have a lot of issues with that, and she actually was not invited to the party. Wow! But she went anyway. She found an invitation. And she went up to Walt Disney and said, you know, I don't approve of any of this. And he looked at her and he told her, it's what's done is done. Move on. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, you know, going to talk a little about the legacy of Mary Poppins. And it's, you know, it's considered to be Walt Disney's crowning achievement because mm. it was the only film, the only Disney film that actually won a Best Picture Award in his lifetime. Wow. 
Mm. Um, and then even the legacy is not only, you know, accolades and stuff like that. There's actually physical legacy too, because the Walt Disney monorail system that you see in all the Walt Disney worlds, the ba- the base money that came to build those actually came from Mary Poppins. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> cool. Oh my yeah. gosh. So it, this is not just the, you know, the monorails themselves, all the safety devices, and they actually named the monorail system um, Mapo, which is M-A from Mary and P-O from Poppins. Aww. <laughs> that's really cute. It's amazing. So, you know, that's what I got on Mary Poppins. It's now time for another flash forward. We now go to Ooh. the 70s. Um, please do not drop acid. Ooh, too God. late. Woo! <laughs> no. So many people smells. are going to be so um, angry, um, including myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to say this. I think the two decades that you gave me are the most difficult to choose movies from. <laughs> yeah. Ever. To be fair, those decades were picked in anonymous draw. They were. They were. Um, mm. Still the most difficult I ever had to choose from because... The amount of nostalgia that comes from the 70s and the 80s for me is way out there. Like, I've seen mm-hmm. so many movies with my, like, family and stuff on just the 70s and 80s alone from my childhood. So I kind of have to go with ones that I remember watching when I was younger just for the nostalgia mm-hmm. um, factor. <laughs> and I have, like, a huge list in front of me and I still can't choose which ones are my favorite. So... <laughs> The 70s kind of gets broken up into, like, four movies from my childhood. Because <laughs> I can't choose. Like, when I, when I tell you guys the four that I have picked, you're going to understand why I can't choose from them. Um, Monty Python came yes. out in the 70s. <laughs> yes. um, Grease came out in the 70s. Uh-huh. Um, Alien, 70s. And Star oh, yes. Wars A New Hope also Aww. came out in the 70s. So I get it. that's not even half of the movies I have written down for, for ones that I could pick from the 70s. I think the 70s in general, I think, shows a big transition into what people were watching mm-hmm. at the time, which is what I'm going to choose to talk about Definitely. instead. Um, because, again, I can't choose. So a lot of it goes into action and horror in particular. Mm-hmm. Like, the 70s in particular had the so many horror movies. Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, Carrie. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got the... Oh, and Jaws also. But it's just... Yeah. It was such a difficult yeah, decade to choose movies from because choosing one that affected me um, personally is very difficult because so many of them have nostalgia from when I watch them with my family, but others of them are like... You, you're one of the reasons I want to make movies in the future. You know? Right. So I had to pick four that personally for me um, inspire me the most. Um, sorry for anyone who disagrees. <laughs> so again, Objection. Monty Python. <laughs> so again, um, for me, those movies include Monty Python, Grease, Alien, and Star Wars uh, New Hope. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what you're saying about horror, I mean, Alien, that changed the horror genre as well, because that was one of the first times they really took, like, let's mm-hmm. do a thriller, but, like, in space, 
yeah. You know, like, they were really like, let's do that. And it's, it worked. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And it's you know scary. What the, you know what the great part about that movie is that, in my mind, it's horror, but in all, at also at the same point, <laughs> for me, it's also the, one of the best monster movies in yeah. history. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Grease was one of the movies I would watch with my friends, so that's, like, one of the best yeah. musicals, in my opinion. Right. Out there, people can, like... People are disagreeing uh-huh. with me, but as far as this decade, as far as the 70s goes, Greece uh-huh. by far the best. <laughs> Monty Python. We've talked about Monty Python. Go listen to we our have. talk on Monty Python and you'll understand why we love that movie. <laughs> we love it. We can't stop And then, of course, and then, of course, the reason I picked Star Wars and New Hope is that Star Wars is still relevant today. Right. Literally. Yep. It's, <laughs> they Absolutely. just finished up the the current trilogy and then... They're cleaning up and finishing up uh, the Clone Wars, right? That's the the yes, yeah. So it, again, this was a very difficult decade to pick from. Sorry for breaking your rules, Osama. I just could not do it. <laughs> it's fine. I don't even remember my own rules. Wait to pick one movie <laughs> from each decade. <laughs> could not do it. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> Fight. That's fine. I think I think we said minimum one movie. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. the the maximum was one movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, nice. that's me on the 70s. I don't know if Agreed. anyone else has any comments. <laughs> no, I mean, you were absolutely right. Star Wars, I mean, that launched a, a franchise and a legacy that's still around today. Alien's one of the best monster movies ever. Grease, I love Grease. I was Eugene and Teen Angel when my high school did that, so a lot of great memories of Grease. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was the weirdest character shift ever in a musical. Because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm Eugene, <laughs> and then really suave. Your story sad to tell is great memory. <laughs> So, I wish aware, so Elvis thankful. is in the house. Yeah. Oh God, I wish I could have seen that. Oh man, shall I? Shall I jump forward, Osama? Yes. Yeah, so now we leave the seventies and cruise on into the eighties. Woo! Jesus, Jesus, help me! Um, well, I thought <laughs> no. the seventies were difficult. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> the eighties oh, were a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, I'm literally looking at every movie I've ever seen in my childhood just in the 80s. Like, I'm not right. joking. Yeah. My tweens, my, my when I was a kid, every movie that I can name came from the 80s. And that list is 10 times longer than the 70s. And I still will not give you one movie. <laughs> I have, like, <laughs> you guys can see the list I have. I have at least 25 movies written down, and that can't even That's be true. half wow. of the movies that I've seen in the 80s. Very true. Wow. <laughs> so, just uh, I'm just going to talk about the... I'm, I'm, right? I'm just going to talk about the overall feel I had um, from the 80s that transitioned from, like, the 70s. So, like, the 70s was a huge impact for, like, horror movies in general. The 80s also had a few in there, mm-hmm. which is where my first one comes into play. The Shining, I have mm. to mention... Because mm. it was the first horror movie I ever saw, and it's the one of the movies that has inspired me to become a filmmaker when I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so The Shining is like big, big on my list of that. But another like huge transition away from that was the inclusion of so many like 
teen angst slash <laughs> like um, coming of age stories, you know? And most of them were done by the same guy. Like, I'm not joking. Most of them were done by the same director. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I have to add into this genre all in particular. His, yeah, he took all of his oh rage God, right? of being an angsty female teenager <laughs> and put that into his movie. <laughs> it was it was so good. And those movies have to be The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day mm. Off, Sixteen Candles, you know, oh, yeah. Dirty Dancing. And it's like, they're all like coming of age stories. And there were so many of them. Like Pretty in Pink, The Karate Kid. I'm like, <laughs> the list, the list is insane of how ridiculous. many of these I can just oh, name man. off. Oh my gosh! And then like musicals and dancing in general were also popular. Dirty Dancing, Footloose, <laughs> going on forever because I can't stop myself. <laughs> um, Indiana Jones also came out in the '80s, mm-hmm. so that was big. You had more of the Star Wars coming out as well. Um, Back to the Future, E.T., <laughs> Ghostbusters, When Harry Met Sally, Say Anything, Beetlejuice, Aliens, the sequel. There's an S at the end of it, right. so it's a sequel. And then right. to kind of choose another one that um, has, holds huge nostalgia for me. This is like huge, like <laughs> peak nostalgia is uh, Top Gun. Yeah. I used to watch Top Gun so much with my dad. Like, <laughs> yeah. the movie would play... And he would quote every line before <laughs> the actor said it. <laughs> Just wow. Like... That's awesome. That's great. And honestly, I think I honestly I think that, that movie is also pretty iconic as well. And the fact mm-hmm. that they're making a sequel and we guys and we all live in um we all live in uh, San Diego and they were filming uh, the yeah. Top Gun 2 Maverick not too long ago, you know. What made it even better for me that gives me big nostalgia and it's a story I wish I wish to tell is that during Comic-Con last year yeah um we got tickets to see Conan O'Brien and his special secret guest that he had was Tom Cruise <laughs> so it was like <laughs> nice nice <laughs> uh, yeah I also have Love to give it. um give a big shout out to um, The Princess Bride, which I don't think I mentioned also came out in the 80s. But (laughs) literally, if you want to see why I'm having issues picking just one movie to define why (laughs) the 80s is such a great year for movies, just look up movies from the 80s. You will understand why. (laughs) Right. But yeah, I think for me, the big one comes down to uh, Top Gun. Just primarily mm-hmm. for nostalgia purposes alone. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen Top Gun before? I saw it for the first time like a year ago. <laughs> dude. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I was me. working at Seaport Village while they were working on the new one. Oh, dude. Nice. Basically, and I'm going to give a quick, uh, quick, quick, uh, English. I'm going to give a quick <laughs> synopsis then of what Top Gun is. Um, Top Gun follows the story of Tom Cruise's character, Maverick, um, through his disciplinary um, struggles with the uh, Air Force. Basically, he flies jets, you know, and he pulled some shit that the that his superiors didn't like. So they sent him back to um, training. And through all of that, he kind of finds himself his own like 
his strengths and his weaknesses. He falls in love because why not? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and the they 80s. fly jets. <laughs> Woo! That's like, that's all you so, need. So, that's all you need, man. It's, no I think it's really good. Yeah, say no more. Watch it. <laughs> it's no amazing. More. And before people start yelling at me that I'm not mentioning like the Terminator or Die Hard, let's just move on now. <laughs> All right then. Uh, angry comments can go down below. We'll get to them. No. Probably never. Right. Anyways, uh, moving on to the next decade, we have the '90s. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, the '90s again. My childhood. <laughs> So, there's not just one movie. Okay, in the 90s, we've got Clueless, The Matrix, Titanic, Jurassic Park, uh, Forrest Gump, Home Alone. Uh, Home Alone was no. a big one from my childhood. Um, uh, yes. Groundhog Day. Oh my gosh. I tried recreating yes. that stuff, got in trouble. <laughs> oh my god. I rented all four of them. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, all of them? I found all of them at a yeah, because I couldn't get enough of them. I was like, "Wow, yeah. this is great!" And then they changed the kid, and I was like, "No, it's not." Kevin <laughs> <No. laughs> Callister no. come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we also got Fight Club, uh, Goodfellas, Men in Black, Lion King, so, um, Childhood, oh, Silence Crazy. of the Lambs, Forrest Gump, yeah. Schindler's List. Oh my God, no. oh, Schindler's and, List. Yeah, that is my favorite film of all time. Uh, Everett Scissorhands. Just keep in mind, making a claim like that on here is very risky. Well, yeah. Well, well it's Spielberg. But it's Schindler's List, so. It's but Schindler's yeah. List and it's Spielberg, and it makes me feel something. Uh. <laughs> but also. Yeah. Oh, don't make sounds like that. <laughs> Tessa, you were um, saying. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. It's like uh, one of yes, my favorites. Geez. So that's my top one for the 90s, but it's really hard because there's a ton of really good films from the 90s. So, right. yeah. Oh my oh god, gosh. Shawshank Redemption's on here. Right? <laughs> there's so many. The Lion King. Oh my yeah. god. Lion there's King. so many. Did I ever tell you about my thing with the Lion King? No. I never saw Pretty it. Woman. Sorry, What's continue. I never saw it until like way past I should have. Oh, really? Is what do you mean, like, way past you should have? Like, <laughs> like it should have been a childhood movie, like and I didn't past see it until, like... Uh... Yes, like, I saw it when I was in high school. I was like... Oh my god, Lucas. That's a... <laughs> I'm so angry with you. How dare it's... you? That's a childhood. I know. I know. Oh, my god. oh my gosh, they have Babe in the, in the... from the 90s. The Blair Witch Project... The Sixth Sense. Ooh, can I spoil The Sixth Sense? Because people always get angry I when I do, I but the movie's like 50 years I old. I would wait. <laughs> wow. I would wait. It's not 50 years old, but the movie's been out way too long for people to be like, ew, <laughs> right. don't spoil it for you me. You should have known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he's been dead are the whole time. Are we done with yes. the 90s? <laughs> we are There's never done the with 90s. the 90s, Osama. <laughs> <laughs> it's never now over. we move on to the 2000s, uh, also known as... The years of Jesse McCartney, yeah. the Jonas Brothers, Backstreet Ooh. Boys. Yeah. All those that we really don't care much about <laughs> yeah. now. So the 2000s holds a very special place in my heart, mainly because it was the decade I was born. And because uh, <laughs> that was the decade You're so young. In, which, in which I came into the world. And, uh, it, you know, all of the, all of the, it's funny because all of the stuff that I saw growing up, 
was from the 2000s, but I always favored the stuff that wasn't in that decade. Uh, so <laughs> I, <laughs> but 2000s, incredibly important, especially for film. It was, I would say, the first decade where, like, digital, where video was first used instead of, it was where films were made primarily with, digital cameras instead of actual film. I think it was the first decade where it was mostly made with digital and that switch was happening. So things were getting mm. a new kind of look that they didn't have before. I would say I <laughs> I could have, I, I narrowed <laughs> it down to one film that has a lot of nostalgic value to me and also just a film that I think really set a giant precedent within the 2000s and it was the lord of the rings the return of the king um and mm -hmm. that's it that's the third movie in the lord of the rings franchise for those of you that don't know the lord of the rings is too complicated for me to ever describe it's about <laughs> it's about, <laughs> I'm looking for anyone it's, about to describe. Uh, it's about a fantasy world with hobbits and wizards and rings and it's amazing oh so go watch it now um and if so, you don't know what hobbits are watch it watch it right now <laughs> Mind if I give a simplified version real quick? Give a simplified version. Do it. Short guys, rings, orcs, long journey, falcons that were never used. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's yeah. so accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Spot on. Sounds like, yeah, sounds like every reality show. So, um, basically, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, um, It. the reason I picked The Return of the King specifically is because... Um, well, I actually, okay. So the reason I picked The Lord of the Rings <laughs> was because I believe that franchise and the emergence of those incredibly successful and popular films within the fantasy genre really shaped that whole genre for years to come because people finally were realized, they real, it appealed to a massive amount of people people realized oh we can make movies like this and people will like it people will watch it you know if this is something that can appeal to a larger audience and you can get the same kind of drama and character development in a world that's based in magic and dragons and fantasy and that really hadn't been seen before i said in my in the monty python uh video that I watch our don't Monty Python. Oh, listen to our Monty Please. Python cast. Yes, <laughs> listen to, listen to it. <laughs> don't watch it. <laughs> listen to it. And um, I, I don't think many fantasy, uh, any fantasy in media today, like Game of Thrones, and even The Witcher, that which we talked about in another podcast. Um, go listen to it. Uh, listen to The Witcher. <laughs> I don't think they would have had the same kind of success. Or more even the same kind of um, stability in terms of people willing to support it had it not been for the success of The Lord of the Rings. And I don't know if mm -hmm. many people would have wanted to actually try to experience it had this not launched. And funnily enough, same thing for the books that Lord of the, the book series Lord of the Rings. Like that emerged fantasy as a genre that people wanted to read. And then it <laughs> launched the whole genre. Like, so much of anything Lord of the Rings is groundbreaking, but more so why... Lord of the Rings is going to have to be a topic that we discuss in right. another Right, I episode. mean, I, have, I, I can go on yeah. for hours and hours and hours. Peter Jackson, <laughs> I love you. Um, so, and also the reason I picked Return of the King was because 
Return of the King, and I have it pulled up here, you might hear some mouse clicks. So, Return of the King, um, it is widely regarded as one of the greatest, most influential fantasy films ever made. It won all 11 awards that it was nominated for at the Academy Awards, mm-hmm. and it is tied It is tied along with Ben-Hur and the Titanic for a film receiving the most awards at the Academy, of, of uh, the mm-hmm. most Oscars. It is tied for receiving the I most awards. I don't think awards. anyone's going to... No, it has not. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. No, it is. Like, I... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it showed mm-hmm. that this this genre, this whole genre, it's something that can it can make awards. It can really it can it can. <sighs> I didn't want to say touch people in a way that they haven't been touched before because that sounds weird. So <laughs> it can really reach out and uh... weird is what we do. Yeah, it can really reach out. <laughs> And and bring about that large audience that people weren't expecting, and it influenced movies beyond fantasy. And every every genre that had to do with fiction and world building. This had an and dear lord, the production design, the production design, the <laughs> actors, everything about it is phenomenal. I love this film. I can go on for hours, but I won't because I have another decade. I'm going to. Uh... Mention a few before we move on because please um, do the <laughs> Lord of the Rings really good. Um, some other top choices on here: The Hurt Locker, amazing, mm-hmm. great job, Catherine Bigelow, absolutely fantastic. Um, Pixar was killing it in the early two thousands as it well. Was. The Incredibles, it was Incredibles, Wally, Finding mm-hmm. Nemo. Not to mention mm-hmm. Hayao Miyazaki's uh, Spirited Away. Oh yeah, uh, the formal, huge moment for animation. The formally top grossing movie, the formally top grossing movie of all time, <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> oh, yeah, was that no longer holds that position anymore? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, yeah, I God, mean, there's it's... so many Mean Girls, Shrek. I can't believe oh, you right. mentioned Shrek. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. I couldn't. I Shaun had to. I picked Casino one. Royale. I picked one that I thought really encapsulize the 2000s it really i mean i don't like with avatar fantasy was that huge. amount of world build, it was huge and it was because of lord of the rings it was mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. a big reason why fantasy was big and making those worlds fantasy was also Absolutely. fantasy yeah. was also huge and i'm gonna say this now because it will get brought up and when other mm-hmm. people uh, i mean harry potter our, as well on our instagram yeah. at yeah that's what i was gonna bring up harry potter uh-huh. pan's labyrinth uh-huh. you know <laughs> absolutely so many and I don't, I, think I don't need to gloss like the... over that, but it was no, yeah. no, of course, but yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to bring him up. So there's so anyway, there's I'm so done bringing stuff up. <laughs> there's so many films. No, and no, now no, we please. wave goodbye to the two thousands where we wish we could be instead of where we are right now. Yeah, and we move on to the two thousand tens. Yes, and the film that I picked for two thousand tens. There's so many. There's so many that I could pick. Ooh. Um, especially you know. But I think the one that I think, I think I know what you're gonna pick. <laughs> the one that I th- the one that I think really, really <laughs> maybe I don't I know. I think I know which one you're gonna pick. Um, <laughs> I think I so know. well, the one that I think really highlights the whole decade is the first Avengers movie, and the reason I say the first Avengers movie is because it it launched a franchise that spanned the entire decade. And now has a movie that is the top-grossing film of all time. 
you know i mean i feel like <laughs> and it started with it started with iron man and then it built up but the avengers which came out in 2012 that was the first time anything like the Avengers films that we see later on. That was the first time anything like it had been done before, where you had all these superheroes, mm-hmm. you had all these movies, and they were all coming together. And it's something that the success of that not only in, it not only launched this franchise, but it affected every other movie series that hoped to be a franchise. Like DC is like it it literally it was like okay we got to do what marvel was doing because that was really successful and like everybody started copying that it was it it was a Mm -hmm. huge impact on how films are made and how they're produced especially oh my gosh Mm -hmm. that's very true Mm -hmm. i think it really spanned across so many like even it was reviving i think in not i don't want to say inspiring it Mm. was reviving a lot of films and i think that Mm -hmm. it was reviving a lot of films that had once been like quote dead and Mm -hmm. i say this in in the nicest way possible you don't Mm -hmm. need to recreate movies that were made 30 years ago and yet because i think uh, marvel was creating this astounding franchise that people were just like oh i can totally (laughs) right yeah Mm -hmm. i can totally do that Mm -hmm. but i think i have to agree with you on that one Mm-hmm. And there are so, mo- so many. It's movies. not just movies that. There are so many movies. It's not just movies I that try. Can't and... even. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so many movies. <laughs> uh, there is, uh, yeah, there is one that I I pick. It's not really. It's, it was a movie that I picked that wasn't necessarily. I don't know if I already screwed it up or not because it might have been the last decade. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was this decade. So it's it's not one that I think necessarily had an impact on the world of film in a big way but it's something that really influenced me and holds a lot of nostalgic value for me in that decade and it was uh super eight um with by uh jj abrams Mm. steven spielberg and the reason i say that is Mm -hmm. because watching that and seeing kids who you know at the time they were, it was my, I was around the same age as the kids that were in the film when it came out. So it was 2011, so I would have been around nine, and they were in that age range. And seeing that, I, it made me, it really sparked an interest in film. It, it made me think, I can do that. You know, these kids are doing that. I can go out and I can make something. I can, you know, it doesn't matter how old, it's just you go out and you, you can make something with your friends. And I, I've wanted to capture that with like every film that mm-hmm. I make, just making it with friends and having a good time. So I, I always think back on that cause it really inspired me to be a filmmaker because I saw kids being a filmmaker. I was like, yes. That. <laughs> that. Love it. But yeah, I would say Avengers, the first one, as far as impact mm-hmm. on society. And then of course you have Endgame. Pretty much every Marvel movie that became <laughs> really popular. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, say every Marvel movie, but not I'll say, everyone. I'll definitely give props. Like every other, uh, every movie other would... than Phase One. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to give props also to um, Black Panther. Oh yeah, um, for coming out. Like there, mm-hmm. there's so many like groundbreaking movies mm-hmm. that it may seem like we're glossing over, but we're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so many groundbreaking. No, there's just movies. too many. It's like there's it's, there's too many. It's funny. I might or, I might get a lot of 
controversy for this. <laughs> so oh, you're gonna get Black, a lot of controversy. <laughs> I'm gonna get a lot of controversy regardless. No, and Black Panther is another one because it it was like it it was nominated for Best Picture. I mean, it was nominated for so <laughs> many awards that no other superhero movies have never before. done that before. No, okay, and it really launched, which is funny because I remember thinking like when that happened, I was like cool i'm so glad about this why why wasn't civil war nominated for best picture i was like why why this is great but why why is this just happening now <laughs> oh my gosh but i i would say that had that that had not only a big impact on that franchise but just every franchise in general like everyone was trying to do the marvel thing or the Marvel routine. The Marvel formula. Film. Yeah, they were all trying to... And that's what sparked it. So, mm -hmm. I would say that. God, oh, so much. So do you have something to say? Yes, please. <laughs> 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 I was just going to say, as we near the end of our time, does anybody have any closing comments? But it appears... I'm sorry. We will have closing soon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Closing comments. Uh... Watch Who do you want to start with, Osama? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. I was asking if anybody had any closing comments. If you guys have any movies that defined the decades that we talked about for you mm -hmm. personally, for nostalgia or whatever, let us mm -hmm. know on our social media handles at mm -hmm. the Viewers Club on Instagram mm -hmm. and tell us what movies you think inspired you personally for the decade or ones that you just really love. Yes. And if you disagreed with any of our opinions here and have for some reason taken it personally, I will meet you behind the Krogers in Houston, Texas. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I am Knuckles. And it. with that, I think we are closing up, are we? Yeah. Yeah. Go watch 1917. Yeah. Do it. Just, just, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> just like so All many movies. Right, this is Osama <laughs> signing off. This be oh, Megan. Bye-bye. <laughs> Uh, this is Lucas. Okay. And this is Tess. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>